Welcome to the Going Rogue with Wes Whitlock podcast. Cool, man. I just, um, I'm excited. I have uh, Tim Kennedy here. Uh, he's been a buddy for a long time, man. So it was cool that it worked out today. Uh, he, he hit me up yesterday, said, hey, I'm coming to work out. And I asked him, hey, man, can you jump on a podcast? He's like, absolutely. So, uh, dude, first of all, killer workout this morning, That's man. Fun. Freaking, I'm still sweating. Yeah. So if I die on here today, then uh, you can blame uh, Tim for that. No, yeah, we look good. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, Tim doesn't need really an introduction, man. He's been around the block for a long time. He's been in the industry a long time. He's He's been in the Army. He just got promoted, what, yesterday? Yeah. So congrats on that, man. Um, I know that changes your, your job title a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, another another stepping stone to, to move on to something else is always good. Yeah, it's changing the world. Um, yeah, what else, man? Tim's a, he's, a, he's a fighter, man. He's an entrepreneur. He's a dad. He's a businessman. He's a... He's a, a, a professional in a lot of different trades, man. So it's it's really cool to have have him here and and his friends too. He brought his some awesome friends today. So Tim keeps his circle really cool, man, which is is always yeah. awesome to see. And tight. And tight, yeah, yeah. just like a dot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. So Tim's here, man. Tim, uh, thanks, man. I'm Absolutely. stoked to have you. Yeah, I'm, my, I saw sweat running down my asshole. Dude, so. <laughs> I am too, man. This, I got, this is good. This is this, the best way to talk. This is, man. Yeah, we just hit crushed a good workout. It's Friday. Uh, so yeah, man, this is a, a great way to start the day. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I guess let's talk about shit, dude. This is all new to me, man. So we're gonna kind of tell, maybe let Tim lead the way, but now we're good. Um, Tim, uh, you grew up in California, right? I did, yeah, yeah. It's my, my, uh, as a Texan, I guess it's getting more and more common being a Texan that came from California. And you're, you're. Uh, you're not bringing the California ways, though. No, I am not. <laughs> no, which yeah. isn't always always a bad thing. There's some cool stuff out. But you're from Northern Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I grew up in like four hours south of San Francisco, four hours north of L.A. in on the Central Coast. But uh, you know, if you go to Texas Hill Country, it's kind of where I grew up. What it felt like, what it looked like. You know, my my summers were working at the California Mid State Fair. My winters were throwing hay bales and fixing barbed wire fence. You know. Yeah. Um, you, Our, did you go up on a ranch or? Uh, we, I mean, the only jobs there were ranches. Yeah. So, like. So that's where you get all your strength from. Yeah. <laughs> you owe that to the throwing the hay. Yeah, and my around. really crappy Spanish from fighting with Mexicans about <laughs> who's gonna actually have to do the bad work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what's that's kind of what I want to talk about, man. Like how, you know, how did you get to where you are now, man? Like how. I know you had as as a youth. I, I know just knowing you from 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 our talks in the past that you know you've been around, man, and you you made mistakes growing up, and you'd uh, uh, you know been in some trouble and and yeah. stuff like that, which I think is always I find that kind of runs in 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 guys like yourself or my myself. You know, you kind of come from from those those things and and cha challenge that energy into something good. But yeah. you know, what was it like for you kind of growing up and then joining the army? I want to say you were you a cop too. Before I, I was a full-time firefighter, firefighter, yeah, firefighter right. EMT. I had just gone to um, the police academy and was uh, taking the tests to go on full-time at different police departments. I was working for a uh, youth corrections facility, so like on the route to becoming a police officer. And uh, in grad school, and 9/11 happened, and that was kind of the, the end of all of those endeavors. So once 9/11 happened, you you joined the army at that point. Yeah, I was, I was at the recruiter's office on 9-11, uh, wow. trying, right trying to figure out a way to, to do something. But, uh, you know, I, 
I, I think you're spot on in, in uh, the insightfulness of, yeah, if, if you're going to find a common thread between your stories and my stories, and I think a lot of successful entrepreneurial people, you know, if you like look at our Instagrams, we look big, right? We look in, intimidating and powerful. And you see like the success of our companies and, um, you know, our, the beautiful people that are, are in our lives and, and like the successful people that are surrounding us. But like what's missed in all of that is the failures and the suffering. And there's, and I'm sure your life is similar in mine in that respect that there's just, I couldn't sit here in the, in the hour and change that we have and tell you all of the times that like, am I going to go to prison for this? Right. Um, have a few girls pregnant at the same time. And I think I'm dying of AIDS. You know, like that was literally a moment in my life. Um, you know, from like rolling up on a scene with women and children dead strewn across the highway. And I'm an 18 year old EMT and been like, I don't know what to do. You know, and and I, I think knowing you now and knowing your lifestyle and what you're about is maybe some of those experiences kind of changed turned you into what you are now you're a protector you're you know you're a sheepdog you're you know you're you're someone who serves like others so maybe some of those those points that were scary when you'd seen them instead of a lot of people I think will run from that and say and close that off where you kind of embraced and said you know what I'm yeah. going to bring this in and I'm going to turn it into something something awesome and that's what you've kind of done and there's all these uh like embrace the suck right like it, that's overplayed right we hear it all the time and it's like ah oh, man I can't hear that any one more time but you're like but it's so damn true, right. you know, like 100%. Yeah, you, I ran to those ideas. I didn't bury those failures. I didn't, like, look at those moments where it was like, ah, that, that sucked, man. I, the, the humiliation, the shame that goes along with that. I, like, poured myself into that humiliation and shame and those shortcomings and the failures. And, and my identity was connected to those and, like, never again. You know, like standing yeah. in the octagon and watching another dude's hand get raised. Like, do you know how bad that stings to have millions of people watch you lose? Right. You know, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been in that situation myself. But failure, failure. But yeah, you know? no, it's. I think, and just from what I know of you, you, you run to the things that are kind of painful, man. I mean, that you, yeah. you really like saying you live that, dude. And um, I see your, you know, you like to go out and train hard and hurt yourself and get sweaty and get bloody and get beat up. Well, think about you that. Know? <laughs> if you by choice you are electing to do the hardest stuff you possibly can. Whatever life throws at you, that shit's easy. Whatever that is, right? Because like you are by choice going and finding the hardest shit possible. And then like what? This is what life has? Oh, come get get out of here, man! I did. Yeah. Do you know what I did yesterday? By choice. Right. You See, know? dude, that that in itself is what I think most people are missing, man. And it's like you said, you're you're. It's kind of the the stoic man it's those dudes put themselves in painful scenarios they they made themselves cold they they lived super simple to where they were hungry you know they they and it made them you know when when they were enduring uh bad situations it was like ah this isn't too bad man i've i put myself in worse yeah so when those things happen you've kind of trained yourself to to deal with it man so yeah. i think that's that kind of mindset is and that's another word i hear a lot is mindset and this and the other you know, some guys truly live it, man, and you're definitely one of those guys, man. And that mindset's a choice, right? Like yep. you, you weren't born a savage. You know, we're out there with Adrian, and uh, it's like, do you want to be cool? He's like, what? I'm like, do you know what we would be doing? This group of men right here that you're looking at, 1,500 years ago. Do you know what we'd be doing right now? He's like, what? Anything we wanted. 
anything. And he's like, whoa, that's cool. I'm like, because we could. We could. <laughs> yeah. We could do anything we wanted. Yeah. I'm like, do I want that village? Right? Do I want that castle? Um, and you're with the right group of guys with a similar mindset. Yeah. You can be powerful, man, and do those things. And I, you know, and that's what's even like this morning, man. Even for me, it's it's good. And you you're good, man. You're like, hey, dude, we're coming in to train tomorrow. I'm like, ah, I got work to do. This and the other. And today is like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get my ass out there and, and get go it. get hurt with yeah. Tim, man. Because and it was good. I feel freaking good, man. I got there and got a sweat on, got hurt a little bit, and it what it does is it wakes you up. It wakes up that internal thing inside of you, man. And and that's kind of what spun off this this thing. What I'm doing now with this podcast is due to go rogue guys that aren't living um, by the cookie cutter way. Guys that are kind of choosing their own paths and saying, you know what? I'm going to go down that road. Nobody wants to go down there because that's fucking scary, but I'm going to go down there because that's where you learn, man. You might fall. You might get hurt. Things are going to happen, but that's where you truly learn. So it's great to be um, around guys like yourself and the, and the guys that you hang out with and the guys I hang out with because it kind of we put each other in check sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying with Shane today, that, that, that exercise you guys do with the, the kettlebell. You know, and, and seeing who falls out first, yeah. man, you know. And it's intimate and it's personal. Yeah. You know, you're like yeah. it's this close. You're just looking at each other in the eye and like, like, is this, is, does he see his quitter yet? You know, right. I yeah. want him to see it because <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want one, I want one extra breath. Yeah. How, how do I get one extra breath of recovery? Um, but Shane's not going to give it to me, right? He's going to like put that ball down and look right up at me and be like, right. it's your turn, bitch. Let's keep going. And get that ball up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, it's, it's, I love it, man. I, I love it. And, uh. You know, and you're a busy guy. I think I'm busy sometimes, man. But dude, I, you're all over the place with between training, between you know, sheepdog response, your 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 training company, security company, uh, relentless. You know, relentless, which I love, by the way, the relentless products. I use your uh, um, vitamins, the morning pack uh-huh. and the night pack for sleep, man. Nice. So, by the way, I'm out of those. So if you know a guy who knows, yeah, I know. A guy, it. I'm gonna hook you up. I got, I got you. <laughs> So yeah, um, you know, you got your supplement thing going on. You got your training course. You got, uh, you work with uh, Ranger Up still. I mean, dude, you're doing a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. So, but they're they're all like it's it outside when you look in. Um, you know, like this guy owns a half dozen businesses. Um, he's still in the military. He's still going overseas. He's still contracting. Um, but on the business side, I, I have brilliant people that are that are. You know, just like my small circle that I have with my friends, um, it's similar on the business side where – and there's such cross-pollination and, comp- and they com- complement each other in a way that there's no overlap. So um, like one thing I do in one complements the other company in, in a unique way and vice versa. So it looks like a lot, but, you know, the, the way that I've kind of structured it strategically is I'm, I'm – you know, I, I have a 10, 12-hour day. It's not – it's not as bad as so it So you're kind of like, from the sounds of it, you like The Rock. I heard The Rock say kind of the same thing. He's like, I just have really good people that work for me. And, yeah. you know, and that's, that is, uh, it is brilliant. It is important because at the end of the day, like, you can't, as much as you are an alpha, as much as you are, you know, the guy that's going to take charge, you can't do everything yeah. on your own. You can't, or you fucking will, you'll die for sure, yeah. dude, you know. So it's uh, finding those right folks to, to run those. And, you know, we don't know. I don't know everything about accounting or whatever, but I'm going to hire the dude that's a freaking genius accounting yeah. or whatever it may be, um, logistics. So uh, you, I think you do that really well, which allows you to do all the other things you love to do, yeah. which flying, hell, now you're flying uh, 
<laughs> flying yeah. helicopters, man. Like that's how cool is that, man? That's how amazing. is that feeling, dude? So I, I soloed a month ago, and uh, you know the, so, this, this, the first solo is a big, big moment. Um, the first time you're sitting in the helicopter, you kind of warm up with your instructor. You uh, we went and did some patterns around the airport, and then we landed. And he gets out of the helicopter, and he takes out the the second controls. He takes out the collective stick. He takes he takes out the cyclic stick, takes off the pedals, he and uh, gives you a thumbs up, and he closes the door. And you're just sitting in the helicopter. Wow. You know, and um, it's like you know all the things that you have to do. Then you know you get up, you, you climb, you're 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 hitting everything by the numbers, and you're coming back in on the approach. And then at about that moment, you've been so busy where you're like you're you're making sure that you have the the right um, you know, you hit ETL, so like the effective transitional lift, like the helicopter's rising, right? And then I have to get my crosswind to my downwind, my downwind to my base, and now I'm setting up for my approach. And it's in that moment where you kind of like look over and you're by yourself. Yep. Like I have to take this helicopter and put it on the ground. Uh, there's no one that can do anything to help me. <laughs> and uh, it, it kind of like hits you, the yeah. reality of... Um, you're on your own, man. Yeah. No All by <laughs> yourself. But it's probably like I, I would equate, because I could see that scenario just not knowing. I don't know how to fly out, but being in that scenario, like, dude, this is fuck, man. This is kind of scary. But with that, you trained, you prepared. I mean, just like before you go on a deployment or you go to a new AO or whatever, you've you've kind of already trained before you've you know, you entered a room or you've already entered a mock room a hundred times. So you kind of... You've you've prepared yourself, yep. so at that point you're confident to say, you know what, man, no, I can do this. Um, you know, preparing and studying the helicopter. You know, you probably felt pretty pretty good yeah. and confident. I would hope yeah. <laughs> before you start lifting off the ground. Yeah, but not too. Yeah. You know, like it's that perfect fine line where do you, is that anxiety and fear? Yeah, a little bit, but just enough, right? right. Like I know I've prepared. I've know I've trained. I've I've checked every block. I've done all the proper training. You know, you, you ask me every emergency action procedure for the helicopter. Like, I have it memorized. Clutch light goes on. Like, I know immediately what I'm going to do. And it's all been rehearsed. And uh, so all that preparation is key. But I also don't want to run for that fear, right? Like, I want to be in that fear because it makes everything so much clearer and so much more acute. Like, walking to, out to the octagon for the first time, and you hear your music playing, the rooster. Yes. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, get goosebumps, Dude, yeah, right? Yeah, I love like, it, man. If I can hear it standing up my already. song. Yeah, you know, and I'm man. sitting there. I'm like, I don't care who's in that octagon. I'm, I'm going to have to fight him. He's going to try to choke me out. He's going to try to knock me out. But so, so when that, like, at that moment when that happened, were you were you in, like, you were in that, the Tim's, like, you were in your zone. You were in, like, your own domain. You were in your own uh, spiritual being at that point when that song came on and you're getting ready to enter. All the other stuff that was around, did that kind of... The moment that I walk out of the locker room... Um, I'm in the, you're going to, you're, 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 you're going to have to beat me. And I mean, bad yep. to, to turn this off. Right. You know, right. <laughs> like th there's nothing willing, in, willing in here. That's going to relinquish defeat. Right. So like that dude either needs to put me on the ground or put me to sleep. If he wants to, if he wants to take the W from you, cause that, that W's mine. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to win. There's, there's just no way, two ways about it. Um, and the only way this dude has a chance is like, he, he, my mind will still think I'm going to win all the way when it wakes up a few minutes later from the darkness that he yep. put me in. But that whole time, those eyes are going to pop open and I'm going to get up and I'm going to start fighting again. Yep. You know, like that's the choice. And I think that's what a true, uh, a true 
in the sense of the term of a warrior or a fighter, you have to have that. You have to have that. I'm going in there all the way, and I'm gonna, fu- I'm gonna win. I'm gonna yeah. win no matter. And if I don't, that dude either killed me, or you know what, he got a, uh, he knocked me out, whatever, maybe. But you still have you living in that 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 zone of win of winning. Um, Think about like have that. Our 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 real work, right? Like, where, whether we're taking care of a principal or we're moving on an objective, a, t- a TST, and it's, uh, man, I really hope we we do well on this mission. You know, um, I'd like not to get beaten. I mean, I'm not totally opposed to it, but imagine having that mentality, right? right? Like, dude, you're out. You're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah. You and everybody around you is going to die. Yep. And you absolutely just made that choice. You know that you're going out there to do what you have to do. And you're coming home at yep. the end of the day to have a have a beer or whatever uh-huh. it may be, dude. Like, you're, you're, you're going to go out there and do your job and come back and have that type of have that type of uh, mentality you know and that's i think that's what separates you know folks in, in general you know having that cuz it could be even in in uh, school or work or whatever whatever it may be having that type of uh, mentality to where you you're going to make it work you're going to yeah. not uh, maybe i don't know it's it's no dude 100% I'm in I'm committed and we're coming home at the end of the day you know so and you got to be around guys like that you know at, Otherwise, you're going to kill that morale, you know? I think Um, to be able to make that choice, there's thousands of little decisions that lead up to that moment, right? It's not not like that dude in the body armor with a short barrel rifle suppressed is running up on the objective, and he's able to say, yeah, we're going to win this fight. There's no way we're losing. The only way you could be able to say that is through preparation and training, right? Just this last week, um, running a range for the military, and uh, it was hot. I mean, it was. We're in Bastrop. Yeah, dude. Last week was the hottest week I think this yeah. summer, man. <laughs> like 106. They, they broke some records. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 106 on the range, no shade. And um, one, I'm not gonna throw anybody on the bus, you know. But one of kind of like the more senior officers there, it's special operations unit, and they they come up. They're like, hey, uh, I, I I I trust that you did all of the proper safety protocols. You know that you're you're trying to mitigate risk. You know, and and in the risk assessment, you identified like how bad the weather conditions are. Um, but do you think it's safe for us to be training here? And I was like, I I do because I I know not training under these environments make it more dangerous later. And yep. like, sir, what's the name of our unit? Right. He's like, well, we're we're separate, you know, special operations detachment, and then he says the area that we go and work. I'm like, it's what do you think be hot. Yeah. the climate is at the place that we go and work is? And he just like slowly turns around and walks away. But I wanted that question to, I, I wish everybody had heard it and, and resonate was because we are doing this specifically to prepare. I always said that fair weather green berets died first, right? Like guys that only want to train when it's 70 outside. You know, like oh. intermittent cloud cover, so it's not you're not always in the sun, but it's never it's not too hot, it's not too cold. You know, good breaks for lunch. Like that dude's gonna die, right? Right. <laughs> right. But that gnarly team sergeant with that jacked up hands and plenty of scar tissue on his face, it starts raining, sleeting, and he's like, and you see him start lighting up. He's like, this is training weather. Yep. You know, it's 110 outside North Carolina, and like you walk outside and you immediately have monkey butt. He's like. This is training weather. Like, his dudes are going to live. Yeah, and that's a guy that you want to be with, you know. Because, like I say, usually, you know, you always want to prepare for the worst, man. 
you know, look at uh, Somalia, you know, and Black Hawk Down and that scenario itself. Oh, we don't even, we don't need water. We're just going to quick mission, you know. Need night vision. Yeah, no night vision. It's not enough ammo, you know. Um, it, things change quick, man, you know. And so you just never really know, and you need to be prepared. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. You want to go into those, you want to train those conditions, just like your jujitsu or whatever, you're, Going like you were talking today, man. You're gonna go up behind somebody and, and snatch them up, and they're they're going down on their head, man. So, <laughs> you know, you're not just gonna like, oh, let me just hold you and slowly put you no. down. You're going 100. percent And so as, as we're guy. picking up 180 pound stones, you know, right. throwing over our shoulders, like, why are we doing that? Right. Because I can pick up a 180 pound man. That's way easier to pick up yep. than a 180 pound stone, and yep. I can put that dude on his ear. Yeah. Like, there's yep. nothing cooler than taking the earth and smashing. A person's soul with it. Like I'm not hitting a dude. I'm not punching him. I'm not a little one-two, little, right. little hook, and putting him to sleep. I'm taking the earth and I'm hitting him with it. Yeah. Like that's It'll how. Change bad. your morale yeah. real quick, <laughs> man. Goodbye, you. What up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I know also, man. You you travel a lot, and that's kind of something I wanted to talk about because I'm interested in myself. Is I know you spent a lot of time in Africa, mm-hmm. and with the current situation in in uh, our foreign uh, diplomacy and stuff taking place in Africa. What, What's sort of your thoughts on um, firsthand being there and, and training some of the locals and what <clears throat> what's sort of the um, uh, the mission there that we have uh, with um, with parts of Africa that you've worked in as far as working with the embassies and, and stuff like yep. that? Are, are, are they going in the right direction? Are they... Are they um, setting themselves up for for uh, success there or is it just kind of uh, smoke yeah. and mirrors to make no, it look no, like no. we're there um so the essentially like the the european union right it's a group of kind of con- countries that have a shared goal of peace um lowering slavery slavery poverty um well that those same kind of goals and aspirations exist in africa and before it was like a three country conglomerate of group this this three country group of trying to affect the rest of the continent and it's a big place um that was like 10 years ago now that group is with 20 countries and those 20 countries uh are fully on board in a counterinsurgency process so radical extremists from the middle east you know have made their way into africa and uh, starting in Northeast Africa and then kind of trying to work their way Southwest. Um, And so the only way that you can combat insurgents is through stability and security. So the things that we are doing, ironically, in uh, Mauritania and Burkina Faso and Niger, Nigeria and Chad and Senegal, um, I wish we were doing in Portland, (laughs) (laughs) which is a legitimate insurgency. Um, We are providing and uh, the ability for these groups and countries to be able to protect their citizens so that businesses and um, people can flourish mm-hmm. right like if if this it's a th- if it's a third world country and you have random people walking in and finding pregnant women and chopping off their breasts so the baby starved to death like at what point will this country ever meet its potential and possibility mm-hmm. um, never but if you provide an environment, a safe and secure environment for whatever that country wants to do, like it does not need to look like America. We're not going over there and trying to America Africa. What we're trying to do is provide a safe and secure 
and stable environment for whatever country to be able to be themselves and see what it looks like to be free. And, um, and I, I, I have seen just in the past five years, country after country turn a positive corner and, um, and affect positive change, right? Like insurgents in Burkina Faso just four years ago, like they had a chance, full coup d'etat, overthrowing, killing, owning that country. Now you go in there and you're like, I'm going to go get some cool street vendor food. You know, I'm going to go shopping. I'm like, go by the Capitol. I'm going to swing by. All the embassies are nice and lined up, you know, and there's like people with pretty uniforms. There's no more like shatters and spray paint and dudes with machine guns sitting on every single corner. Now it's like, that's a good looking embassy, you know? Um, No, I think that's, I think you hit that right on the head, man, that in general, if, if a place is going to thrive, a country or society, it has to be secure. It has to be safe. Um, and once, when that's not there, then bad things happen, and you mm-hmm. can't live a prosperous life. And like you said, it's you know it happened even here in yeah. Chicago and places like that. Baltimore, it's, Detroit. Dude, I I I remember coming back from Afghanistan. I went, I was in D.C., and uh, I took a wrong turn somewhere and ended up downtown. My car broke down, and I got out, and I was messing with it, and. Somebody said, hey, man, you might want to get out of this area. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm in Washington, D.C., man. I, I, I was like, felt, I felt <sighs> more at danger there and, and here and, and some of our own cities than I've felt in, in well, much <laughs> worse countries, you know, if, in, in retrospect. But I, I think at the end of the day, like you said, you have to have that sense of security. And it's, it's neat to see that. Um, that it does take place in guys like yourselves and some of our embassies. And, and I, cause I know there's a lot of folks out there with USAID and the state department and stuff that are all out there setting up these programs. And, and, um, I, I think a lot of times we don't see that Americans have no idea have for no the idea. most part no. what's happening. They're like in these arguing countries. about what gender to put on a bathroom. Right. And I'm, <laughs> I'm at a place where people are like, man, I hope my third kid lives because the last two got murdered. Right, you or know. died from <laughs> diarrhea, man. Yeah. Like people shouldn't be dying from diarrhea, dude. You know, it's like, or you know, uh, rotten food or whatever it may be. So it's, you know, I think it's neat for um, people to 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 hear this and to to understand that that we're out there in a lot of these countries doing a lot of good. Really I don't think we things. see, see that or hear it. much about it. And there's, dude, how many countries, places throughout Africa, man, that you never hear, hear about that we're, we're there, man. We have small consulates and stuff like that. And guys, small groups like yourselves going up there and helping helping these guys, show them how to provide security and how to, how to train them and how to help them uh, thrive as a society, you know? And, what what is that security, man? It's not even money. It's not even because when there's money, you can pour money into something, but guess what? The bad guy's just gonna come take the money yeah. if there's not security there. So you have to be able to secure those funds so they can rebuild and and uh, you know and 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 flourish. So um, and I, like I said, I know you spend a lot of time over there, and you, I know there's a lot you can't go into, but I think it's important for people to know that that guys like yourselves and some of our um, foreign diplomats over there are doing a lot of a lot of good in these these type of countries. The only time you hear about what's happening over there is when something goes really exactly. bad. Exactly. You know, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, Benghazi. Wait, what were they doing? And then under a microscope, you're trying to evaluate 
um, us buying guns from one group and selling them to another group, you know, which was really just the tiniest little sliver of the whole entire story of us trying to stop extremists and provide stability and security for a region. Right. You know, but they're like, ah, man, look at these 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 Americans over there, like in this big gunfight with a bunch of Africans. Like, no, these those were foreign fighters that came in to overthrow the embassy in a pre-planned strategic attack. Um, you know, like. Your, yeah. your ignorance is showing right now. Stop talking. Right. Yeah. They, like I say, they, they see and hear. And again, the media pushes and shows only the, the negative out there and not the behind the scenes of stuff that's really happening. Yeah. Like, um, do they know that we're over there showing farmers a different way to irrigate their, their crops? Right. Like, we're doing that. Yeah. Right? Like, how to dig a well. We're taking geologists into areas of Afghanistan that Americans haven't been in in generations, centuries, you know, 50, 60 years and showing them how to... Um, how their soil can be, you know, be used to grow certain vegetables and stuff yeah. like that. And, and you never hear about this stuff. Yeah. And it is. There's dudes out there doing that. And, and you know, and it's 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 neat that there's guys and gals out there that do do that stuff, um, setting up these um, um, human relation teams that are going out and working with the different tribes. <clears throat> As you know, Africa is the same way. It, they're very tribal, mm-hmm. man. So you can't, like you said. We're, you can't go in there and say, this is America, we're going to put up a McDonald's, and this is how you're going to run your country. No. You go in there, you understand the culture, you understand the, the tribal aspect to it, um, and then you kind of try to adapt to, to that, but also show them some, some ways that we've learned throughout the years as well, uh, for, uh, you know, being Americans and, and having the technology and ability to, to succeed, and maybe implementing some of that into that society, you know, without yeah. being obnoxious about it. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of live by uh, two different approaches, the by, with, and through. So we're going to be by their sides in everything that they're doing, right? Like, I'm not doing it for them. Um, and, and that's kind of your mission as, 100%. you know, a Green Beret, yeah. really, you know, is to go in and, 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 and teach and win yeah. hearts and minds and all that. But taking a couple guys and and, and, and uh, showing, you know, showing the, the, the larger group how to, how to mm-hmm. maintain or how to, you know, how to grow – um, so I think that you're the perfect type of guy to go in and do that versus some kid from D.C. that worked for the start, you know, the State Department, got out of college, and then they send them into these areas yeah. that they're like, don't know shit. They take a teddy bear and a, and a, and a guitar. I've seen it. And but sometimes the, in those countries, the gun is respected. Yeah. If you don't, and they're like, eh, when you show, oh, yeah. he's got a gun. All right, uh-huh. cool. I'm going to talk to him, listen to him, because it's it's more it's respected. Yeah. Um, so it's not offensive. They're not offended, dude. No. It's all right. You they, know? they recognize power. Right. They exactly. recognize strength, and no. they they immediately see weakness. Um, they will. That's where they will attack. Yeah. You know. So well, the, 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 that survive like it's so hard to explain to somebody that has never had to really think about surviving, right? Like we can drive down the street and, and grab another cold. F- Topo Chico and a sandwich at a half a dozen places and I could choose between three different coffee shops where I want to go get my coffee. They don't know where they're going to get their food tomorrow. Right. Right. Like that survival, like how am I going to survive? And when they see an easy meal and, you know, sometimes those NGOs are an even easy meal. Sometimes the DOS is an easy meal. Um, There is no respect. It's just how do I manipulate this? And it's not bad on them. I'm not throwing stones. They're surviving. They're trying to survive. Yeah. But um, it's so short-sighted because they've never had to think about, um, okay, if they're going to build this school, I could come in here and I could take all of the pads off all of the different benches and I could make my own one bed, right? Or, I'm just going to throw this out here, 
you leave those pads on those seats and those benches so those kids can come and learn. And three years from now, five years from now, you have a bunch of people that can read and write and we're going to bring business here. And they're going to be able to work and translate and do things and, and, and build an industry that's never existed before. And then in eight years from now, just you know, one generation, you guys are not starving. Um, or you could take all the pads off all these benches and make one bed and sleep maybe a little bit more comfortably. And uh, yeah. that's, that's the real hard thing is changing the perspec the, their perspective and, um, and not being taken advantage of. But it's, and I think it's that's hard. what, again, it comes back down to security as well. Because if you, in a lot of you know, the tribal areas where it is a warlord that says, and I've seen it firsthand, we've taken, opened up PRTs and courthouses in, in small villages throughout Afghanistan. You go back to check on that courthouse six months later, and the damn warlord's living in yeah. it. He just took it over as his This is nice. He's like, this is Thanks now. for this building is my this house. For me. Like, dude, this was for your community, yeah. but he holds the power. So he's All like, right. I'm going to. So again, if you could set them up with the type of security who say, well, Warlord, no, man, this isn't cool. This is for the people, man. This is not for you, um, you know. But again, it's also understanding what that dynamic of that culture is. Maybe it, that it's, it's very mafia, you know, yeah. and sometimes those things are hard to change. But if you are going to go in there and try to set uh, a diplomacy, it is the way of the gun, man. Yeah. You know, without that, there will be no negotiations. Yeah. You don't have the gun. I'm not talking to you, dude. Like... <laughs> You know, so we, we use the word gangster, and yeah. um, I think I, I know it's a sensitive word now that has been thrown around to attack, you know, blacks in a community. But when we say gangster, um, you, you use the word mob. Yeah. And um, we have to go and work with different mo like the only to Americans. Like imagine Capone in um, trying to take over a new area of Chicago. I as a person have to go in there and deal with that other human that mm. is a mobster. Right. The only way you can do it is to be a gangster. Right. So like, I, we, you know, we, we have the savage portion of our yeah. brain where it's like, man, I'm gonna go, I know I, I'm going to cross my T's. I'm going to dot my I's. I know all the things that I have to do. I understand. You know, I read Mattis's and Petraeus's write, um, write up on counterinsurgency. I know what I'm supposed to do here, but I also know that I have to be a gangster here. Right. You know? I, I think you hit it, man. And it's, and I know, so even the agency itself, if you looked at the uh, 70s and 80s, and then the 90s, early 2000s, it started changing to Ivy League college mm -hmm. students, where before it was street dudes, man, because street dudes had to go and deal with gangsters that they were dealing with as their, their um, as their, um, you know, the, the asset that they were talking to or negotiating with. And if you're not doing that on a gangster mindset level that dude will not respect yeah. you and he will He'll manipulate you, you. Yeah. yeah so and we made that mistake i think as america you know in the late 90s and early 2000s it was we're bringing in you know ivy league educated folks to deal with gangsters where you needed more of the the street dudes man I, to I, deal I with loved, that mindset if you just took a step back from benghazi and you looked at kind of the strategic approach both from the ambassador um you know, the DCO and Department of State specifically, they're true believers, right? Like they, they, they thought they were the best and the brightest and that they could affect change there. And right. 
And, and then they show up and say, hey, where's the, where's the local carpet store? I want to buy the best carpet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, whoa, dude, no, no we're not here man. for carpets, man. No, we're here to do work. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they thought their big brains could solve gangster problems. Right. They can't. No, no. Right? Like, how did we take down Capone? Guns. <laughs> yeah, guns and, uh, you know, uh, dudes that, that could understand. It. It's really a thin line a lot of times, too, man. It's like... Eh, I could have easily gone that road too, but uh, I'm right on the other side. So, I mean, but I still kind of understand. That's why it. I love the metaphor of the sheepdog, um, and I know it's it's like so played out and and kind of corny. But um, the, like the only difference between your dog Zeus, right, mm-hmm. and one of those wolves that's gonna go and tear my face off, is your dog likes me, yeah. right? Like he has the canines, he has the musculature, he has the predatory instincts, but. There's just one tiny little thing that's different about him, and that's like he would fight for me, right? And that's what a sheepdog is. And the difference between the gangster, the mobster, the thug, and one of us is like, yeah, we have a lot in common, but my intention is not self-serving. My intention is for the greater good, but don't, don't, don't mistake how nasty and evil and violent <laughs> I can, I can be. Because I know too, everything yeah. that you can do, I can do. And yep. I can do it better. Do it better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's what we need, man. And I think with society changing and kind of even weakening the, the male, uh, you know, kids and what's happening in schools and stuff like that is, is we will lose that, you know. So as the world gets harder, um, if we kill that mindset in our ki- in our children and in our society, they will one day have to deal with pe- folks like that, and they won't know how to, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's real interesting, man, and I love I love to hear about that your your experiences over there, and because you're, I always say listen to the guy on the ground, you know, the, the guy in the D.C., the guy in the office, the guy that's making uh making the pulling the strings, is not the guy on the ground. The guy on the ground is the true knowledge of what's happening somewhere. And our guys that are on the ground in those places, those are the guys we need to listen to. That's the guy, not the guy in the, in the suit in D.C. You know, so I, I think a lot of people don't, they, they forget that. Um, and I look at the same way, even in business or whatever, like, I'm going to listen to the dude that's there, the dude that's dealing with the customer or the situation over what's what the industry average says things yeah. are, you know, because that stuff all changes. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, uh, it, it's cool to, 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 to hear about your, your experiences in traveling and, and, and working on, you know, not just in combat zones, but also on a diplomatic level to where you're, you're truly seeing what's, what's happening behind the scenes. Um, so you kind of see both worlds and yeah. understand it better. So maybe that's the next, uh, Ambassadorship, Tim Kennedy, man. No, <laughs> ambassador. Yeah, it's to not gonna happen. Uganda or something, man. Uh-huh. Uh, what, but what? So what is the next step, man? Like it's, uh, um, you know, are you gonna fight again, or you know, what, what's what's? Yeah. So on I got a. Um, every Green Bray, their pinnacle of their career is being a team sergeant. So um, I lost my 18 Bravo. MOS yesterday. Um, I'm now an 18 Zulu. Uh, that's a team sergeant. So now I'm 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 standing by to wait for the SAR majors to select what team I'm going to go to. Um, so I have to knock out some school to like be the appropriate leader for them. So uh, and can make sure they're taken care of. You know, my so that when we go to train, we're good. 
When yeah. we go to war, we're good. Yeah. But I, I also, I have been, um, I've never been passionate, you know, about the admin portion. You know, making it, taking care of a guy, making sure he gets his award, making right. sure you know his NCOS is right, and. Um, but it's just part of that deal, man. It's, it's part, part of it, of right? The, I got to take care of my yeah. guys. Like they got to get promoted, they yeah. got to go to the good teams, they got to get to good schools, yeah. got to get the good missions, and uh, that's going to be on my shoulders, my like my responsibility, and and um, so I got to. I got to sharpen that sword a little bit, yeah. the admin sword. <laughs> well, I think, though, you know, because you've been, you've seen, you know the other side very well. So I think that, you know, that'll be, you'll be an asset to, like I said, the overall mission of what you're doing, you know, and that is your your ultimate responsibility. And, and that's, it's cool that you've had that, the ground experience and uh, the, the experience with the guys and the, and the combat and, and, and special forces and now going into more of a, I don't know about leadership role, but more of an administrative leadership uh, position to where you can yeah. apply your past and help these guys be even better. Yeah, you coming so, to my team, we're going to train. Yeah, I just know that, dude. <laughs> we're, like, gonna oh, work. Shit, we're going to Tim's team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to be out there in 120 degrees. You know training, it, man. all day long. Yeah, but that's what that's what makes you who you are, man, and that's what makes people uh, want to be around you. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's cool to see guys like yourself out there truly living what you uh speak and do and say you do that and it's yeah. it's in uh it's inspiring to a lot of folks to say you know what man that dude's out there doing it and getting it i'm gonna i'm gonna get up and get get out there and try to try to do some of that myself so um you know so i, I love what you do man and um uh you know i think you you got a lot a lot more ahead of you you know so it'll be interesting to see what happens down the road man but, good stuff yeah it's awesome uh, I know. Are we doing good on time? Or you? Get, yeah, I know you got. You got. You, you got to get going soon. Yeah, I got like 15 minutes. All right, 15 minutes. Hey, so, do you have any of that pumpkin pecan coffee? <laughs> uh, that's co actually that's coming. This is from my wife. I just got, I just got this. It says now, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Apple Talk. It's funny we were talking about that yesterday because I know Starbucks drops their pumpkin. Don't even bring. I know. Don't see that name. I say it only because I do it a day before them. So okay. I find out what day they do it, and I do it the day before. Okay. So it'll be probably towards the end of the month. So, okay. yes, we will have the pumpkin pecan coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working if on I, that. If somebody walks up to me with this, <laughs> uh, like, immediate rapport is lost Yeah. if you have a Starbucks cup in your hand. Yeah, like, dude, no, that's that's why kind of why we even got into it as ourselves was, like, we wanted to do, first of all, a better coffee. Second of all, you know, at the end of the day, man, I, if I want to, if, if I want to have a good coffee, I don't want to go to a, I don't want to go to a Starbucks, no. bro. You know, I don't no. want to support that cause, man. No. <laughs> so it's cool mm -hmm. to see. I love to see, and that's what's cool about the, the, what's happening with even in the military and guys getting out and, and uh, starting businesses. It's it's a lot. There's a lot going on, man. And guys have the ability now to before. Guys would get out, and it happened to myself. I went, got a, I got the corporate job, you know, went to school, got the corporate job, and I never, never was truly happy with that, you yeah. know. So it's like, well, what, what are your choices? Well, let me start a business. Let me do something I actually enjoy. And at the end of the day, it's all me, um, you know, having that challenge there, you know. So it's cool to see a lot of guys and gals getting out and saying, you know, I don't have to settle for the nine to five corporate job and you don't man so guys and gals are getting out and doing their own thing and as you know and i always say this to folks you've already won the lotto bro you live in a you live in america <laughs> yeah. man and as you know try, you don't have those opportunities they, dudes don't have opportunities like we have here so if you're same with this corona thing 
if you have not bettered yourself in some manner in over the past this six months, yeah, you're part of the yeah. part of the problem, bro. Like, there's so much that you could be doing right I, now. I joke. I'm like, you could take a syringe, a hypodermic needle full of COVID. You could stab it into my five year old's neck, and minutes later, he would be pissing and pooping it out because, like, he's just a savage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's so a breast <laughs> breastfed, you know. Organic. Already throwing tomahawks. Yeah, you know? 100%. <laughs> yeah, he, he really does, though. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. I know. My 10-month-old, my like her, her birth gift was a sword from Norway <laughs> with um, an axe to go with it of with course. her initials carved into it. But the um, it's because they're like strong, healthy, independent individuals, right? Yeah. Like the, my friends that have, have that got it and got sick, they're fine 10 days later. Um, I personally don't know anyone who's died. I've, I've known one or two that have been sick. There's like a cold out of a few days. My, you know, I didn't want to get too much into that stuff, but it's my opinion is, dude. Okay, how do you how do you destroy and cripple a country, dude? The economy and education. What are they doing right now? They're nothing. They're destroying those two things, yeah. dude. The economy is getting crushed, and now they're telling kids they can't go to school, man. <laughs> you know, so here you have a single parent who works a job where they can't take their kid with them, um, but their kid has to be at home on a computer to log in and do their schoolwork. So that parent now has to quit their job to be home. Yeah. So now the economy is being crushed, and then the kid's not even getting a good education. What kind of education are you really getting off? Computer, dude. I'm fixing both those things. Right. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm launching a private school in a few months. and uh, Dude, I'm in. <laughs> so yeah. Let's I, do I, it. And I'm talking savage school. Yes. Like these, these kids are going to be protect, safe, secure, and stable. Like yes. That will be the environment that they're able to, to flourish in. Yes. Um, like just the, that, the thing that you just po- poised of the economy and education. I was like, all right, so what, what is the way that we overcome this? It's the individual succeeding, is like succeeding via business, like the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I wish Bill Gates would grow a set of balls and be like, all right, we're back to work, you know. But instead, he's like he's trying to peddle some vaccine. Right. Um, and then all the educators are like, oh, our teachers union, we don't want to go back to work. Fine, entrepreneurs, go open schools, right? Right, because yeah. your kids can come. I'm gonna take measures to make sure your kids are safe, both health wise and security wise. But your kid's gonna get educated. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and do you want your government can. F off, cause yeah, my kids I, dude, are gonna learn. I think I think that's uh, so important right now. And if more people thought that way and said, you know what, I'm, we're tired of the school system. First of all, is a joke in this country. Um, I'm gonna take my kids or start, like you said, start a school and teach yeah. them what they really need to know, um, and and uh, to set them up for success later on where yeah. our system right now is not so i like it man yeah. it's cool it's tim's uh, school of savagery yeah. <laughs> dude can i yeah. i want to join yeah, man come on come on <laughs> there's no math though right no there's math okay oh damn yeah. <laughs> well lots, lots of math <laughs> no. no it's it's great man it's uh well dude it's been great i i, I really appreciate having you on and uh, love this place you know so what a rad studio right yeah dude we got it's cool man we got it we got tattoos over here yeah. we have a, I need a spider table. web 
Yeah, well, yeah, Tear I was thinking teardrops, okay. you know. For, do. Yeah, maybe we can hook that up. I yeah. might know a guy that can. There's like a skull over there, another skull right there. Yeah, there's man. A, a metal you know, headdress. It's, and it's within every <laughs> arm's reach, there's a weapon. Yeah, there's. You see that one up there? Oh, yeah, I saw there it. Go. <laughs> I was trying not to be a. I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah, you got to have. Uh, and there's one underneath the table right there. Yeah. Is it so weird that I have a battle axe next to my bed? No, it's could you imagine? Uh, so not. Like, <laughs> you're like, yes, I could, Tim. I do it frequently. <laughs> like that homeboy comes in and uh, he's like, ah, nah, I'm gonna take care. Of, I'm gonna kill you and your kids. And I was like, you like a, gun or battle yeah, axe? I'm going with such, the battle such axe. Such a tough choice. I don't know what to do here, <laughs> but I'm so aroused. Honey, we're gonna have a weird night after. I'm, I'm, I gotta work for a few seconds, yeah. but I'll be right back. I, I saw the one in. Uh, was a Baltimore guy broke into the kid's house and he had one of those samurai swords. Uh, like, you know, like the, the, the decoration ones, but yeah. it was still a sword. It'll work. And he went to town on that yeah. guy. I was like, yeah, that's a good kill right yeah, there. Sure. I don't sword, got one of those. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Well, dude, this has been great, man. I appreciate. It. I appreciate the workout too. Yeah, that's a, fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And what you're doing with Sheepdog too, man. I love to get back. I know we did some medical uh, stuff here um, before. I think it was a T Triple C. Um, class with your guys held here, which yep. was great. Um, so, yeah, man, check out Tim's stuff on, on Sheepdog. Uh, check out his Relentless stuff, man. I use it myself. I'm, I do. I, I take the night the night um, vitamins and the morning one. So um, maybe, uh, like you said. I got you. <laughs> good. For, we'll trade for coffee. Yeah, uh, deal. Right on. All right, man. God All bless right, America. Right on. God bless America, man. Um, yeah, I love you, brother. Take care. Yeah, take care. Take care.